We're on the lift. This is Lance. Today's show is a lot of fun. Mike and I had a great opportunity to interview Jonathan Boblet. Jonathan's a fellow who made headlines in the Vail newspaper because of an amazing day lapping the chair and getting an amazing amount of vertical feed. And I'm not going to ruin the rest of the story. I'll let Jonathan tell it. But it's a good one. And we look forward to sharing our time with you today, loyal listeners. Here we go. Thank you for listening to On The Lift Podcast, a Runaway Dumpster production. Live from Greenwater Studios, this is On The Lift Podcast, your weekly show that is ultimately about skiing. This is the show that ducks the rope, earns some turns, dances in ski boots, poaches hot tubs, closes the bar, and still makes it on the first chair. Here's your hosts, two dudes who rip the pow, shred the gnar, and tell the tales, Lance Hester and Michael Gore. And we're on the lift. How you doing, Lance? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm, I'm well. Really I'm ready good. to go skiing. I'm ready to quit talking about skiing and actually go skiing. Well, I did that over the weekend. I went Saturday and Sunday. It was really fun. Awesome, man. I mean, we've got cold weather coming in, moisture coming in, all the right conditions. So um, we're heading to Mount Bachelor pretty soon. So oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have to listen again to our Bachelor episode and remind yourself of all the great things to do there. <laughs> exactly. I'll go back through the notes. But uh, <clears throat> So we have a guest to, today with us tonight, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, Jonathan Boblet is, is with us. And uh, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Really happy to have you on and uh tell us a little bit about yourself i just uh, i'm so happy to be here and love to ski that's all i what else can i say where are you talking to us from tonight jonathan uh i'm at uh, breckenridge right now um we're just beneath the snowflake lift trying to stay out of the way of the pandemic you know just walk to the lift and get on and take your lunch and come home that's all awesome. i like it yeah, you know mike has some history mike has some history at uh at Breck, don't you, Mike? I yeah, I spent a season there uh, back in the last century. <laughs> uh, winter of when was that? Winter of two thousand, I believe. And uh, yeah, well, I worked for the TV station there, um, RSN and Resort Sports Network. So we did a two and a half hour live morning show every every day. <laughs> it was it was every a lot day. For a, wow, for a local cable channel, and so. My job was to go up on peak eight, peak 10, and uh, set up a camera for a, a live remote shot up there. So that was a passport to getting on the lift early was, was one of the best parts of that. But nice. Uh, lots of fun memories in Summit County for sure. So, oh, yeah. You skied yeah. there today, Jonathan, huh? Uh, not today. Today was a working day. Oh, but, that's not fun. Um, yeah, not as fun. But uh, when you can work from anywhere, you can maybe get an hour out there or something like that at the end of the day. Yeah. So you've been on Breckenridge. You've skied yes, there? Yes. Yeah. For the last uh, week or so. Yeah. Oh, wow. How's it been? Uh, it started to snow. So oh, the snow's been really nice. All um, right. I think it snowed a foot or something like that over the last couple of days. And uh, well, the powder's coming in. Really cool. Are you there alone? Or are you traveling with some folks or what you up to? I'm with my wife. All right. Uh, we couldn't quite figure out how to manage to get friends in and, and get the uh, quarantining going on and such. 
Good so point. Uh, we just came, the two of us. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, where are you from? Where do you live uh, these days? I grew up in Maryland and I'm okay. living in Austin, Texas right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so cool. uh, we drove up. You don't hear much about Austin much, you know, or it's, is it growing or? <laughs> it is like exploding right now. Is moving to Austin right now. So yeah, yeah it's uh, <clears throat> traffic is wild. Home prices are driving up. Um, it's it's booming. So is is Summit County sort of in striking distance for Austin? I mean, is that is that a drive or? It's sixteen hours. Sixteen hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this out. Mike, can you move a little closer? Because it's 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 not hard to hear you, but it's just gonna huh. be a big editing nightmare if you're not okay. a little closer. Yeah, thanks. There you go. I think there's something up with my settings here. Hang on. Okay. Crank it up. Cool. Um, all right. So we'll get back, back at it here. I'll edit this stuff out. But so, so Jonathan, um, our attention was drawn to you for some attention that you recently had. Um, tell us about your, uh, your, your trip to Colorado and, and how that has uh, resulted in a little bit of uh, ink, I would say, in the papers back there. Uh, well, I guess the best way I can describe it is uh, last year I was at Breckenridge and I was on that birds of prey lift and I pulled off a like a 55k vertical feet and I thought to myself, I wonder what the record is here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went online, and I started Googling this kind of thing and there's not a lot of information about that. Like there's some people who have had some incredible days out there. Um, but it's not something that's normally kept track of that I can tell. And um, I saw a uh, I saw that article by Ross, where a snowboarder, um, and and he had done seventy k feet. And I really? just thought to myself, yeah, I, I could do that. And so um, that was my goal. I uh, woke up in the morning and I I knew that I was I'd done the math. I knew exactly where I was going to go. Um, I, I got out there on the first chair and uh, just kept skiing. Well, let's turn the clock back a little. Where was there? Uh, uh, there is Beaver Creek. Okay, so you're at Beaver Creek. How long ago? What do you remember the date? Uh, this would have been this would have been two weeks ago. So to, I think it would be Tuesday, the twenty sixth of January. Okay, had you been to Beaver Creek before that? Yes. Yeah, right. that's what I was saying. Last year I was there. Okay, okay. You'd mentioned Breckenridge is where you read the article, um, and you had skied fifty-five thousand. That's a pretty serious day, right there in and of itself. Last year when you went fifty-five thousand yeah. vertical. So okay, so you're in Beaver Creek, and tell us about the day. You you got up, and what was your goal? And uh, uh, you know, take it from there. I had I talked to my cousins, my my cousin last uh, the night before. And we had done a little math. I knew I was going all out. Um, I was going to hit. I, I knew I was going to at least go 78 K. Okay. I, I knew roughly the lap time. I knew how many uh, vertical feet I was going to get on this lift. And uh, yeah, so I just got on that little gondola at the bottom, walked to it. I went straight to uh, the Birds of Prey lift and I just started lapping. The uh, I. I knew I was going to talk to the uh, lift attendant. I didn't quite know uh, how well I was going to get to know them that morning or that entire day. And uh, the first lift, uh, I just said hello. And the second one, I just started asking questions. What's your favorite bagel? 
<laughs> the third one came around and was like, I'm going to do uh, 70K vertical feet on your lift today. And he heard 60K. Um, and this is, uh, I learned his name later. His name was Zane. And uh, he said, go get it. And uh, as the laps kept going, he was roughly keeping track. Uh, I had lunch with me, so I eventually just pulled out lunch on the lift and <laughs> snacked on a, a couple of those laps. And as I crossed 60K, Zane just like started hyping me up. <laughs> I, I would come into line. And I was like, Zane the cheerleader. I love it. That's right. I, I came into line. I was like, I want more. <laughs> I'm going to get more today. He's like, you got two hours. Just keep going. <laughs> and uh yeah it just i uh, then i crossed 70 and uh i just i kept checking in with him every time and uh at the end of the day i had 39 laps on that chair and on lap 38 oh. the guy was like i've never seen anything like this <laughs> have this as a trophy and i still don't even know what that thing is it's like a clip or a uh, something that you can kind of stick around your poles or something. Uh, I will treasure some kind, it. Some kind of skiing trinket has become your prize <laughs> possession. That's right. Yeah. Gravity of the situation. And wow. uh, yeah, it was it was wild. So how many I was exhausted by the end of the day. Jonathan, that was how, how many laps total in that day to get? It was 39 laps on that lift and then two additional laps, two additional rides on one other lift and i forget the name of that lift off the top of my head i i got to the end and i thought it was done at 85 86 and then i saw coming up that uh that last lift i, I gotta find the name for it, it so, the last lift had 1400 vertical feet on it and i just knew okay. that if i went really fast i would get that last lift <laughs> before they closed you down huh exactly all right. So, so while you're looking for that, um, I've never been to Beaver Creek. Um, I aspire to go there. Of course, um, you'd been there before you made this virtually a one lift day. Repeat for me what the name of the lift was. Birds of Prey Express. Birds of Prey Express. So did you kind of know the, the map and you kind of figured out that this one's going to get you the most constant vertical footage for each lap? Yep. 2,159 feet. The lift takes about six, seven, seven and a half minutes, I think. Okay. All right. I knew I was going to do like a 10 minute lap. What kind of lift is yeah. it? Is obviously it's a detachable something. It's a four person express. All right. And so COVID doesn't appear to have entered the equation in terms of a long lift line or something to that effect. That's why I picked Tuesday. Okay. It was, uh, that I skied onto the lift sometimes. You, you know, really? some people say they ski onto the lift and they'll come to a stop. <laughs> I, I stopped at that line where they tell you to stop to sit down on the lift. Oh, wow. Good yeah. timing. A couple times. <laughs> That's so would you, would you kind of get, uh, was there just no lift line built up at all? Or, or would the lift ops kind of clear a, a path for you or? I, I wish I had asked him. In fact, if I could have gotten that, I would ask him to groom the slope a couple times for me yeah. too. <laughs> Set up a little barrier so I can just speed down the side. Well, uh, you know, you know. Speaking of grooming, um, did you ever? Well, so first of all, how well was what? What was the name of the run you were skiing? It was 
the run was not optimal. It was three different runs. Oh. It was Solitude, a green circle, into Centennial, which is a black diamond, and then it turns into <laughs> Red Tail, which is a blue square. Oh, so you, I'm looking at the map here. Yeah, so you kind of that's a that's a diverse your other route. Options would have been like Rudus Directus would have been right under the lift, the Hollywood line, but that's two double blacks, Peregrine and Golden Eagle. And Golden then, Eagle one yeah. year was groomed. Oh wow! The last last year it was groomed, and I'm pretty sure I could get a I can get a much faster lap out of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Is and it's uh is it's one of those that's a double black because moguls build up on it, or is it? It's super steep. Is it really steep? Oh, really? Right off the top, it's super steep. And if you, I it was last year. I still remember it coming out, and you just see a lot of people going real slow, making small turns. And so long as you stayed right on the edge, you could scoot on by them. Wow. So when you're trying to improve your lap time, you know, you're doing this 39 times in a day. So you're kind of telling yourself, okay, I could get faster here, faster there. Were you kind of picking out a line um, on the runs or was it more you were trying to maximize time in your transitions or, or am I overthinking it? And it just was, you're just kind of in the zone and you just kept getting on a lift and skiing down the hill. Were you, were you kind of, in your own head about how to constantly perform your or improve your lap times? A little bit, but I was definitely okay. getting tired over the day. And you also always have to remember there are other people on the mountain. There's always that. I, I've become idea. so empathetic of a skier <laughs> since my wife has learned to ski yeah. that uh, I don't want to be anywhere near. I don't want to scare anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. run it by him. Good choice. So uh, I, yeah. I know how far up the mountain I can straight line and tuck. Yeah. Like when you get tired towards the end of the day, you just turn your skis down the mountain. Right. You know, the so, less that you turn, the better off so you'll fewer be turns, endurance wise. Staying on the edges, yeah. long GS turns. Uh, normal equipment that you ski every day, or or when you really went for this attempt, did you go for any different equipment? In terms I of have skis? I have my uh, three, four, five year old Rossingol E80s. Okay. They're uh, you know just eighty underfoot. Um, Sounds perfect for that light. kind of day, though. Yeah, you got a groom. Yeah. Well, were all three of those runs groomed, I assume? Uh, yes, at, at the beginning at the of the start. day. Centennial yeah. gets really bad, though. Okay. Um, so all the beginners that, that want to do that first time Black Diamond, they'll go through there, and they have it set up such that everyone's making the same turn, so it gets real icy through there. Okay. And so your wife, she was with, she's with you on the trip. Did she take uh, a different... different uh, course that day or did she just not ski that day or uh, tuesdays are my alone days just to go okay. all out i get <laughs> all right. real tired and then uh we've been taking half days on like wednesdays and fridays okay so, so once i'm exhausted we, we just go and have a good day nice has so, this kind of changed your approach to skiing now that you've you've kind of shattered this this personal record like you know i'm sure everyone loves a powder day but is it this is something that's kind of you know, you can enjoy this in any conditions, really, this like, you know, quest to to get vertical. And it's, uh, it, it, has it kind of changed your approach to skiing? Or is it just something that you like to do for fun every now and then? Like, is it, are you able to enjoy just going out and cruising now? Or is it like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get back on the lift. I can't, there's too many turns. <laughs> Check that altimeter. Yeah. We've always been this way. And by we, yeah. I've got uh, two brothers and two cousins. We've been skiing like this uh, ever since we started skiing. Okay. Um, so you're not the kind of uh, guys that anyone would want to share a pizza with. 
<laughs> we're, we're a tiny bit competitive. Yeah, we're, we're taught by our, our, our granddad that way. Just ski fast, uh, don't take any breaks, get down to the bottom of the mountain and, and get on another lift and go do it again. Do it again. Awesome. Yeah. I, I could totally get the allure. I mean, Lance and I have skied at uh, Sun Valley a lot in the war. Have you ever skied Sun Valley? I Is haven't. That? Okay. Very similar layout, just looking at this trail map of uh, Beaver Creek, just in terms of just a wide open groomed cruising mountain and uh warm springs lift is like what is that 3600 so it's it's i think it's over it's over three so like uh, i was just thinking that too jonathan yeah. could probably get like 120 grand in a day I, I, there. i'm thinking when we have the on the lift 24 okay first of all i did go back to see because I, I i can relate to this jonathan i i really enjoy like once you get in the zone and you just start making laps and getting back on and getting faster and faster it's there's something to that lance runs marathons and does triathlons i don't understand that but what I do understand, what really appeals to me is getting a lot of vertical in it a day. So I was really excited when we, when we learned about your, your story. Um, that being said, you know, the, where, where do you take that? You know, can you go pro? Can you get, is it an event in the Olympics? There used to be something <laughs> called 24 hours of Aspen. Oh yeah. Remember I remember that. that. Yeah. 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 I haven't so, heard of this. I think it was yeah, a so, fundraising thing, like for, I don't know, some nonprofit, but I can't recall. Yeah. So it's just, they, I was just reading the, the last one was in like, I think, Oh five, they lost sponsorship. But oh. so I was thinking we need to revive the 24 hours of Aspen and, you know, get some sponsors together and, and put an event on again. Cause it, it, it just, that whole Le Mans style 24 hour race, yeah. thing, that may be a little much, but a 12 hour endurance kind of, you know, full day, just see how many lifts you can get and have one run designated. I think it would be an awesome event. There was there was an event that you're you're kind of peaking my uh, my memory um, at Heavenly Valley that Glenn Plake used to put on called the Gun Barrel Twenty Five. Yes, read about yes, that. Yeah, Gun Barrel. Have you been to Heavenly, Jonathan? <clears throat> so Heavenly's in Tahoe, and the the parking lot like there's this run called Gun Barrel, and it's just really steep. They don't groom it all year long, I guess, is its reputation. And it's steep and it funnels out into the parking lot. Most people take the tram up and then they ski up above and then they take the tram down. I don't know about most people, but that's available option. And um, Glenn Plake hosted this thing called the Gun Barrel 25. And the deal was if you skied it, you had to ski this this run gun barrel 25 times to Never like mind, get... Lance, it's moguls. <laughs> <laughs> 25 bump runs 25 oh long God. steep bump runs so yeah bump runs that uh wayne wong and and you know glenn plake would deem worthy so man. yeah not me so That's well crazy. um okay so zane was down at the uh bottom of the lift was he there all day or did he have anyone else who like took over for him at some point yeah so he swapped out i think I tried to measure it every hour and a half or something like that. Oh yeah. Every two hours he'd swap out with Saul. Saul, um, S-A-U-L, Saul, is that what you yes, said? Yes, yes, okay. uh, He never talked very much, um, but I did ask him what his favorite bagel was as well. He was all about that. Um, I think I think he said sesame. Bagel, <laughs> okay. <bagel. laughs> well, what was, it, what was Zane's favorite bagel, by the way? Uh, I... He was, I think he went for the everything bagel. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I was yeah. going to say someone had to have an everything. That's a right. good icebreaker, by the way. I like yeah. that. And yeah. did you just keep that line of conversation going all day? Did you get me like cream cheese or schmears? <laughs> or, <laughs> I thought about it. You know, the next one was like, 
is, is the glass half empty or half full? You that's know? right. <laughs> and, and then after I'd ask that, what are your names? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Where are you from? <laughs> that's right. So yeah, they're, do their name tags say like where they're from? Some ski resorts have that. I, he, they didn't have their name tags on that day. Okay. Saul had his on actually, well, but Zane was missing his. All right. Yeah. Zane had a rough night. So right. <laughs> do you think like if let's say some guy was in your situation, but he wasn't married and he chose his lift by a gal who was the lift op, who was, you know, he found cute or something. Do you think that would be an effective way to get to know her for the course of the day? You're asking hard questions. I, I don't know. It depends on how everyone's feeling that day. There's a number of ways that can be. That's right. It's like, come on through. Uh, what's your favorite bagel? All right. Um, what's your most embarrassing moment? Yeah. <laughs> in a moment well cool so all right how did um how was it that the local paper there in Vail uh, that you came to their attention so uh yeah after that after that day i was uh talking to my cousins again and they were like you should just email them i, and I already had the email halfway written up i was on the <laughs> fence and whether or not this was even you know worth sending over and i sent it over uh with the stories of of uh you know, some inspiration of uh, reading his article uh -huh. and the uh, uh, the other details of talking about Zane and Saul and just watching other people on the slopes and trying to get by them and, and the speeds that you have to go to get down in time. And I just sent it off into the ether and he came back and was like, let's chat. Oh, perfect. I'm in. It's yeah. a compelling story, Jonathan. And, and I love how you gave credit to Zane and Saul. You know, you had a team. Yeah. Oh, I totally did. Yeah. You weren't just doing this on your own. I mean, yeah, you were the one that rode the lift and you were the one that, that skied and made the few turns, but you had a team. Yeah. Very few turns. You did. You did have a team. So, so six and a six to seven and a half minute lift ride. How about the, um, the, the run? How long did it take you to ski it? Uh, the very, I timed the very first one, nine minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, and that's a pretty long run. From then on, oh no, that's the total lap time with the lift. Oh, there. oh, with okay, okay. Oh, so wow. three minute run. Okay, yeah. wow, <laughs> gosh, it left. got a little slower All sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I average, I probably average somewhere between 10 and 11 minutes all day. Oh, wow. Would you recommend like wearing shoulder pads or something to, <laughs> to someone else who wants to try and beat your record? If you can get some, well, I mean, I think someone can go out there and go just go do it. Uh -huh. uh, you can take a couple different lifts if you start on that front mountain lift called uh, what is that main one? I think it's just the Centennial lift. Yeah, if you start with the Centennial Express and just drop in, and you can either do that double black diamond or just uh, roll back to the Centennial lift and get a couple more uh, runs in. I don't think you'd have any problem beating it. Oh wow! So long as I you're willing to cruise. <laughs> yeah, you turn up the volume. So, um, are you tell tell us about your skiing ability? How good are you? What what do you, um, what's your background like in skiing? Uh, so, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've had two really big years in a row in terms of like just getting more days on the mountain. Oh, good. I, I think I had like twenty one days last year, and nice. right now I'm probably going to get fourteen. But a bunch of those are half days. Sure. Um, yeah, but you don't other have to tell that, people that part. 
bad from Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like you're running up to the local hill an hour away when you're from yeah. Austin. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I feel lucky if I can get seven days a year or something like sure. that. Sure. But uh, I don't know, skiing ability, most people who don't know skiing would say I'm very good. I've checked the advanced box, uh -huh. uh, but you won't, I did, I tried my first cliff this year, the chair four cliffs, I believe at Vail. Okay. And I stood up there and I was shaking and, and, you know, I wasn't sure if I really <laughs> wanted to go do this, but there was a ton of powder that came down that day. So it's like, if I'm going to fall, it's going to be at least peaceful. And, <laughs> <laughs> I took the shortest one and, you know, fell over. Um, and it was peaceful. <laughs> okay, not peaceful. Uh, as opposed to painful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I tried my first trees for the first time last year, and I I got powder skis to try that, and that was new and fun and exciting. Um, but uh, I don't know skiing ability. I'm no stranger to crossing 60, 70, or sometimes 80 miles an hour coming Whoa. down. Whoa! Wow. I yeah. so Love the speed. That's that's awesome. I, I know how to point my skis downhill. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of our recent guests said at the end of the day, skiing is pretty simple. It's left, right, or straight. It sounds like you know the straight. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's, I, yeah. Go I, ahead, I was Mike. just doing a little math here, John. So it, it, 39 laps, basically that's like six and a half hours. If you're talking 10, 10 minutes a lap. Yeah. Right around there. I'm not, I'm not at all auditing. I'm just curious. So you got, you got, uh, 39 laps and 10 so 390 yeah right around six it was it was so it was a solid day yeah i got to that lift at 8 45 in the morning and i okay. left it i think i hit the top of the last lap at 3 30 oh, wow. okay so you got well, to the well. lift at 8 45 at around eight o'clock was that your appointment at the urologist to get a catheter installed <laughs> should have been <laughs> i was definitely installed. dehydrated by the Pretty end my water did freeze yeah installed. <laughs> so okay i mean we knew that question was going to come up and lance got into it so elegantly there uh <laughs> trees or you just you just limit your liquid diapers trees you gotta hydrate my my body was ready to go i was not hydrated enough i can tell you that Okay. So that that contributed to it all. Yeah. No, there were there were no breaks. Oh wow. And just power bars in the pocket kind of thing. Did you have Camelback. I have a Camelback, but it froze. Okay. Yeah. It froze. <laughs> oh yeah, that was in the article. The Camelback yeah. froze. Yeah. The, um, I, I had a homemade sandwich, uh, some Cheez Its, and okay. a uh, and some beef jerky in my backpack. Yeah. So you've got nine minutes every lap to kind of contemplate you know <laughs> what you're doing to yourself and have yeah. a couple bites of sandwich and did you ever like ride the lift with someone and they figured out what you're doing and tried to join you i had my own lift the whole day did you yeah, my, my own chair tuesdays no yeah. tuesdays at beaver creek note to self <laughs> before the snow okay it, 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 as i understand it there hasn't been a lot of snow here okay uh, until okay. this like last week yeah now, right. Jonathan, please don't take this the wrong way, but I'm getting real strong Forrest Gump vibes from your story. Like, <laughs> I, I want to hear like at the end of the day, like you, you ski into the lift line and, you know, do the big hockey stop and you just, you're like, that's it. <laughs> Suck it nerds. <laughs> everyone, everyone's like, everyone's like, shh, he's going to say something. <laughs> 
but it's 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 i guess it's because of the inspiration that just the the triumph over will and i mean that's a lot i mean look we've flirted with forty five thousand. exactly that's my i was just thinking that i, mean, I think my, that's what my watch said yeah crystal mountain used to do this our, our home mountain up here in the northwest uh they used to have this thing called club vertical and it was a little um before rfid or anything it was just this little uh tag you'd wear on a bracelet that had two copper points on it and every time you got in the lift you'd hit this thing and it would you know somehow record on the device and at the end of the day you'd scan it and they had a tv up on the wall with like you know the green text. Right. <laughs> ms dos look yeah. yeah exactly and i i think well i maybe got thirty thousand one one day i mean crystal's a different deal because yeah quite it doesn't lend itself to that vertical, yeah i mean but uh lance what what, what was your, your well in sun valley a couple of years ago my my uh ski app whatever it was called we used to use um it said forty five thousand, and i was i was jello i was yeah worked and done i think that included a. I would assume that included at least a hot chocolate or lunch break but but yeah that's that's just a lot of skiing and he's doubled that yeah, <laughs> jonathan has doubled that it's <laughs> pretty amazing yeah and that was even a day when we're, we weren't just like holy cow we're getting a lot of vertical here it's like it's 10 o'clock we've already got ten thousand feet it was like you're saying with you and your brothers going it's like yeah let's go let's just you know hammer down there's there's no lines everything's broomed that's why we're here no yeah school to take out let's do it <laughs> yeah that's right it's awesome the well, uh cool. monday or tuesday before that um i had gone out by myself again and i hit 48 and 50 just exploring the mountain wow so it that place really lends itself to some vertical feet when sure no one's sounds around. like it sure yeah. sounds like it those are my that's biggest cool days almost since then yeah so you're, are you able to do this because your work is giving you greater flexibility to work remotely this year because of COVID? That's what lets me be here. Yeah. Okay. What kind of work do you do? Uh, computer engineering. So right. just a bunch of programming. Okay. And how, like, what's your, what's your pattern? Is there a certain time of day that you're expected to be on your computer working or, and, and then the rest of the time skiing or how, how does that work? So, uh, <laughs> Well, with the pandemic and, and kind of being stuck in Austin with all my family in Maryland, I didn't really take a whole lot of Christmas time off. So I kind of just pushed that to this uh, ski trip. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's some so vacation time involved. There's vacation time involved. I'm not really playing any games with work. Uh-huh. It's, uh, yeah, I work full day when I'm, when I'm here. And I've been taking Tuesdays off and half days on Wednesdays and Fridays. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Well, Jonathan, you're, you've gone from Beaver Creek and now you're over Breckenridge. Is there anywhere left in your, uh, in your voyage or will you be going back to Austin from Breckenridge? Oh, I'm going to Keystone tomorrow oh. and I've already picked out my lift. My brother has calculated that it's a 6% more efficient to go up. It has a black <laughs> diamond right underneath <laughs> and I'm going to go scout it out for us and, and try to also repeat this just there at, at Keystone and see what I can do. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a lot of wall sits <laughs> if you're trying to get your legs uh, toned up listeners because uh, 90,000 doesn't come easy. Wow. 90 grand. That is, that's amazing. I, is there, you know, learning, you know, talking to, sorry, after you've gotten some kind of notoriety for this, I'm sure you've explored this topic kind of endlessly. Do, are, are there records at these resorts that 
you know, kind of like the track record in high school? I mean, do, is that a thing? Um, I like, I read a couple articles. A legendary kind of a oral tradition thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read a couple articles. There's one up in Jackson Hole where I, I think someone hit 110. And they were cruising down a black diamond in under two minutes. Like they'd figured out how how long they had on the slope to go down. Yeah. Um, the only other records that I've seen were really at Keystone, which is why I'm going to go check it out because they have nice. night skiing. Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. That that. Yeah. Definitely, it thins the crowds out, and uh, and usually those runs are. I guess it's a matter of steepness too, though. You you need. You need enough pitch to get some speed. Yeah. So, well, the number I saw at Keystone as a record was like 175. Whoa. And then someone in 2012 did 123, I think, somewhere along there. And I, I just can't imagine. No, wow. that's crazy. We're, we're the governing body for endurance <laughs> skiing. You know, I think we're going to have to draft up some guidelines because I can see this getting out of control really quick. Um, kind of like skier remember skier cross yeah <laughs> it was it was like remember remember the movie what what was the ski movie that had the chinese downhill it was kind of like the modern day version of that better off dead yeah <laughs> right dead. no yeah. uh yeah i think so yeah, it was i want my ski to the left to the right, <laughs> which was it, it, anyway but I, i'm thinking how do you keep it fun where because the, what happened to skier cross is skier cross came out of border cross which was like you know a motocross track with snowboarders and it was on the x games and everyone you know what love to watch the crashes well then the skiers started going down the course and like half of the free skiers in the country got injured that year because it was just insane skiing on a snowboarding course that was designed for snowboard speeds and you're on skis but then what happened was like these austrian ski racers started showing up with wax tents and you know, fairings behind their legs and, and rubber suits. And, <laughs> and it just, it, it ended up kind of becoming another discipline of ski racing. So, um, you know, I think there needs to be rules around gear, around spandex, you know, <laughs> those types of things. But uh, moving forward, I think, I think we're onto something here. I'm yeah. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> I am too. I think he's, I think Jonathan skied more vertical feet in one day than most people are going to ski in two seasons. I guarantee I mean, you've skied more than I've skied this month. You've <laughs> skied more today than I've skied this month. <laughs> this month. <laughs> Do you keep track of it on a watch or something? Or what's your uh, method for keeping track of your vertical, Jonathan? Uh, I use the Epic uh, app. Oh, the app that comes that. with the pass. Okay. Yeah. And so that, that measured it. I also used a Google Sheets and just put an X next to every number as I did laps. And then uh, <laughs> I also have ski tracks for, you know, max speed. Yeah. That's uh, the one that, we were using. Keeps track of some. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think, okay, I got it. So to keep this fair, we should just use one of those clicker things. Like when, you know, people are getting on a bus <laughs> like that and it's on our system. How many times you push it? <laughs> because yeah. all the data is there the up down everything else. yeah it's yeah just, we just yeah. hop on the map and and get out a calculator and then it turns into like you, you'd start throwing elbows and stuff because if everyone's evenly matched all day <clears throat> and we're coming up to 50 laps you know you want to make sure you get on before the yeah before so. someone else gets 49 to 50 yeah. right 
Well, I'm glad you didn't have to wear shoulder pads, Jonathan. I'm glad that you came out of this unscathed and you met, met some interesting folks at the, uh, the lift op, the lifties. Um, so, and we've, we've got a little bit of your agenda going forward. Is there some like new plateau, some new goal that you have for skiing amount of vertical feet in one day in the years to come? Uh, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm totally going to try to break hundred K. Oh yeah. Like there's, Is... there's no reason not to at this point. I think I can, All right. uh, but I also have another dream. I'm going to, I'm going to grab my, my two brothers and two cousins and we're going to grab some, uh, banana costumes and, and we're going to put one of them in a gorilla and we're just going to try to break whatever record that we have and see what we can do. <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed up. <laughs> That's right. Can you imagine four bananas going down the mountain, straight lining with so a gorilla Jonathan, following this them? Is, this is where the sport needs to go. This is yes. why I'm glad that you're its advocate and its champion. And frankly, I have a dream. It's, it's guardian, right? <laughs> Banana suits and gorilla costumes are are way more in line with the ethos of endurance skiing so that's awesome 100k that's uh I, you can do that easily you got it sure. you'll probably do that at uh keystone especially if you don't have three different runs you know that you have to navigate with different you know one gets rutted up and one might get bumped up and the other one's smooth you this is good you're gonna be yeah. you got this well jonathan i am so happy you made the time to talk to us we appreciate it and I'm glad that you initiated getting coverage in the newspaper so that we could learn about you. And uh, do you have any other questions for Jonathan, Mike? I think I'm just about out. I think we should do a Huck It or Chuck It with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have okay. this segment on the show now called Huck It or Chuck It, which is like it's something good or something bad. If it's good, you huck it. If it's bad, you chuck it. Uh, all right. Do you have one, Lance? I, I do. One. Okay. Um, Lance has notes. I do. I, I've been I've been keeping keeping some going, you know, during the when I'm brainstorming during the week. <laughs> so, Jonathan, huck it or chuck it. Lifties playing seventies rock and roll music in the lift shack. Huck it. All right. I mean, play play any anything that's good. I'll, I'll take any music at the bottom. And one of our one of our. Uh, one of our listeners sent in a question. He, he wondered why they don't put speaker wire, why, why lift shacks aren't wired for speakers to begin with. Cause those guys always have to have a boom box sitting out there. <laughs> That's a great observation. That really is. It really you, is. You think that's like an OSHA requirement, like how you can't, you can't have just one dolphin, you know, like <laughs> you'd think that they would install some sort of audio entertainment in for those guys. Yeah, fair enough. Especially on the lift. Those lifts are surprisingly loud. It's hard to get a, a couple words in when you're going through. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the yeah, the diesel generator or whatever's running. And uh yeah, it's well, probably, that, okay. It's probably an OSHA thing, probably for safety. Well, that so might explain some of your running. some of the limited questioning you had for getting to know the lift ops. Favorite bagel? <laughs> you gotta say <laughs> yeah. favorite bagel. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> favorite any, color. Anytime you're in that situation now. That's a great conversation starter. What? <laughs> Favorite bagel. <laughs> nice snow. <laughs> what? That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, Jonathan, thank you. This has been great. I appreciate it. I hope you'll keep in touch with us during the rest of your journey and next year when you're out there. And if you hit any big milestones like your 100 grand, we got to know about it. 
Yeah, Will call do. in, Thank let you us know. Uh, you know, uh, post us. You know, we're, we're, follow us on Instagram first of all. Let us know through. That's a good way to do it. You can uh, you hashtag us right on the Lift Podcast. I think so. <laughs> or still at figuring it out. <laughs> that's right. Jonathan's One of those computer engineers. That's right. And uh, and but, uh, a good plug for our phone number media. too. You can call us, Jonathan, as can the rest of you listeners at two five three two six zero four five seven seven and leave us your comments and we'll put you on the air if you sound good all right well tips up let's get Bar off this lift. up tips up and we are off this lift <laughs> thanks a lot net. jonathan, thanks, jonathan. <laughs> yeah. thank you all morning. right see ya on the lift podcast is a production of runaway dumpster llc Visit us at ontheliftpodcast.com, where you can listen to back episodes of the podcast. You'll also find show notes, feedback box, and our call-in number, 503-260-4577.